Is that when you found your true self? Absolutely. It was like, ah, self-awareness feels good. Um, No, it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college. And I just, I think I was like bored or I was looking at a lot of the celebrities doing that, going from blonde to like dark brown. Um, There was was a time when a lot of them did that. Yeah, there was like a whole group of celebrities that were just like going dark hair, like Reese Witherspoon did, I think, for that Walk the Line movie and all that. So anyway, I did it one summer and I swear to God, I've never looked back. Like I am way more of a brunette than a blonde. You got to find your sweet spot with the hair, especially if you're paying for it. Yeah, I found my true self Mm -hmm. with that in that hair dye. Love that. episode is all about our favorite beauty, wellness, hair, skin, nail products. We were inspired by um, an article in Allure magazine from their September issue of this year. And I'm also always inspired by all the beauty gurus I watch on YouTube. So we decided to take a shot at this ourselves. So we're going to answer some of the Allure questions and then we're going to break down our favorites of 2019 as we end this year. And we're also going to sort of like tell you what we're thinking we want to do and add to our routines in 2020. And stay tuned till the end because we do a fun game, Red Light, Green Light, Hinge Edition, where we go through our conversations and some of these profiles and we either give a green light to these fools or a red light. Obviously, we want to remind you guys to please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Um, Five stars always, please. And also follow our podcast on Spotify as well as our playlists. They're so fire and they you need to follow them for your um, your rotation. Also follow us on Instagram at oh my god same podcast. Slide into those DMs. Tell us what you're thinking. Do you like this podcast? What do you want to hear? We're taking um, some suggestions for 2020. Also, feel free to email us at ohmygodsame at gmail.com. Like I mentioned last week, we are gearing up for a New Year's Eve episode, and we're going to be talking about all the crazy things we've ever done on New Year's Eve, drunken regrets, or maybe just you regret even not doing anything. I don't know. Kissing New Year's Eve, kissing when the ball drops, like all that stuff. So send us your stories, and we'd love to hear from you. And that's it. back in this bitch we are back welcome back to the oh my god same podcast i'm erin and i'm jacqueline and we are so glad to be back and thank you so much for listening what do we got going on well actually jacqueline and i met up early this morning it's a saturday and we did our weekly rumble class so we are practicing what we're preaching here guys we went to rumble we had one of the hardest classes i think we've ever had we were like fully drip drenched after in all the best ways but um yes we did that and then um what do we got what else we got going on well you tell me all right she's like we said last week she's she's unhinged so what's going on now now the tables have turned now i have to do these shitty dating (laughs) app updates um so i've been on the app for literally like nine days um and it's real dark out there it's real dark. It's like saying, like, I haven't had a drink in nine <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> yeah, I've lost – my sanity has been gone for nine days. <laughs> Let me remind our listeners, like, part of this whole, like, me 
joining an app was to like dip my toe back into this whole dating thing. And part of that is like weeding out the bad ones, but also practicing how to manage the bad ones. So I've almost been like poking at the bear a little bit. So like I have a fuckboy story that I need to decode. A little throwback to our original segment we called Fuckboy Decoded because I'm new on Hinge. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's been years since I've been dating out on these fucking mean ass streets. So I need you to help me decode this fuckboy. Wonderful. Let's get into it. All right, cool. I matched with someone like within like the first 48 hours let's say and we've been messaging but this is the best part okay so this guy and I have no issue talking about him on here because he's a total fuck boy and I knew that from the minute we started messaging so the jokes on him and that like I see through all his bullshit we were messaging a little bit on the app And then he asked me the infamous question, do you have Instagram? And so I gave him my Instagram. Fuckboy asks me for my Instagram handle. I'm fucking giving it to him because I'm like, I got to figure this out. Yeah, Yeah, I have to have this whole experience and this is part of it. So then um, we started messaging in the Instagram app, which... God, go back to episode like two or something. I have strong feelings about this. I don't remember exactly which. It might have actually been our first episode where I said like apps are just games and it's not real until you like get on the phone with someone. Even that's not even real. Anyway, so we're messaging on Instagram and he hits me with like, I think this was last weekend. He hits me with like the WYD, what are you doing? And I truly replied, like living and breathing (laughs) but the best answer that I should have said which I'll do next time someone says that to me is like where do you want me to start that's the best answer because it's like what are you doing like living living my life like what do you mean what are you doing doing literally 2,000 things because we are women and we're working and we're having the side hustle and we're just yeah what the heck yeah oh what are we laying around town yeah and uh waiting for you to hit me up yeah I'm just dying for you to text me so yeah I was like uh I don't know I I literally think I said like living my life um and then you know he's like lol I'm like (laughs) what a joke um and then does he he only speak in acronyms he speaks a lot in acronyms, okay. but he he's, uses full words too. Okay, that's cool. Um, and he doesn't just text with emojis either, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. It's yeah. like, can you form words out of letters? So anyway, he hits me with like the what are you doing? And then he's like, what are you doing later? And I'm like, like I actually, I think I've actually had legitimate things to do every time he's asked me. But it's more like he texts me or messages me at like 8 p.m. You know, and like, what are you doing later? It's like, probably going to bed, you know, or whatever. Or I'm literally at work at 6 o'clock. And he's like, what are you doing later? Fuckboy decoded right here. It is the guys who hit you up at 8 p.m. and later who come through with like, what are you doing? That's not a, that's not a, a question. That's not a plan. Like it would be different if you were like, if he was like, hey, um, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, do you want to grab drinks? Like actionable stuff, not this whole dance of sup. Right. He's like, sup. Sup. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't said that, but he might as well have been. <laughs> the latest thing is that I listened to 
I love Jared Freed. He's like podcast king. I'm not shy about that. And I recently listened to his episode um, when he was a guest on Girls Gotta Eat. And he does so much mansplaining. And the one thing that he really talks about is helicoptering. And I listened to it yesterday because I kind of was like, I knew, I know what's going on with this guy. Like, I totally get it. But I wanted to hear somebody else explain it to me. And from a male perspective, too, because that hits you like clear as day when a guy says it. For sure. And um, he explains everything so clearly. And I'm like, okay, totally. That's at least I now have a word for what this guy's doing to me. And it's basically like. You know, the whole like texting without plans makes people feel like they're getting to know each other, even though they've never even breathed the same air or know what their voice sounds like or what they smell like. And then what this person will do, who is initiating the helicoptering, is that they'll wait until it's as convenient as possible for them to like text you and be like, what are you doing or where are you? And then they'll meet up because by 11 o'clock that night, you're the you're the one girl that hasn't said no yet or that he decide it's finally going to work out. Like in his tiny, tiny brain, he's like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I got nothing else better to do. Like, let me hit up Erin because she has not totally ghosted me yet. And that's like the last minute invite. Um, this guy that I've been messaging with keeps asking me out. I literally have things going on. He messaged me earlier in the week and he was like, hey, you like, what about Saturday? Because I kept saying like, no, I'm busy. No, I'm busy. What about Saturday? So he asked me out for the like Holy Grail Saturday night date. And at the time I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And it was like, there was like 72 hours before. So there was a lot of time when I was like, oh, okay. Like maybe he's finally getting a clue. No, no, no. He almost just was like, oh, let's go out Saturday, almost to like pre-book me. So I was, he had asked me out for Friday night, but I had legitimate plans and I was out with my friend having dinner. So anyway, we were texting a little bit last night and he was like, oh, let me, uh, you know, maybe I should like ditch my friends and come meet you. And I was like, and I was like, maybe I'll be spontaneous and like totally live this life. And then I was in the cab on my way back up to my neighborhood and I was like, girl, you ain't that spontaneous. I texted him and I was like, hey, you know what? Like I've already been drinking for a few hours and I have boxing in the morning. So why don't we just like go out tomorrow like we planned? And he was like, that's cool, whatever. And I was like, all right, maybe um, we could grab drinks like somewhere downtown because he lives in Brooklyn. And he was like, "Okay, I'll hit you up in the morning and we'll make a plan. I haven't heard from him all day. And it's It's, Saturday at 3.19 p.m. It ain't happening. It's not happening. And I keep putting him off, putting him off. And and I have had legitimate things going on. Like, I see what he's doing. And I judge him already. And I've never even met this person. And I really just think that my attraction to this whole thing is the actual texting. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been kind of fun to have, like, a little flirty situation going on. He's flirting with a hundred other girls. Like, I understand that. But it's just been a little, like, selfishly, I've been kind of enjoying it. So part of Jared Freed's advice, though, on that episode is that um, you wait for him to text you back, have him text you something, and then don't answer him for ever. And then if he messages you again, then you can say, hey, you know what? Sorry, I've been really busy, whatever. Be like, I'm free Tuesday. 
do you want to go out and get drinks? And if he's like, yeah, I'll let you know, cancel and ghost him. Or maybe he'll have learned a little bit of a lesson and he'll be like, oh, fuck, she's for real. And then he'll actually make a plan with you. But probably not. But probably not. But at least you can like weed him out Mm -hmm. and you put your line in the sand and then you move on. Because, you know, again, this whole thing is like, it's been hard because Hinge is like, they're... I definitely think I'm picky and I thought my ex-boyfriend was a gorgeous specimen. (laughs) So I look at some of these guys and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. For superficial reasons. And I get that. But that's what, how, you can't like base it on anything else on a dating app. You know, you are looking at someone's pictures. You can't hear their voice or, or how they talk or what they talk about or if they have substance you're looking at their pictures that's the point of it really is to kind of like it's an entryway into getting to know someone right and so it's been really hard it's only been like 10 days or whatever but um stay strong girl yeah no I'm in it I'm good I'm not stopping doing it but it's tough out there and it's insane that people think that this works and what he's really I'll end on this what he really wants is me to be like, why don't you just come over? Uh-huh. Like, yep. he's, he's obviously to wear only one. you down. Yeah. And be like, oh, fuck it. You know, just come on over. No, no, no. That's yeah. not how this works. It, it's not how this works. I think that if you want to go out there and just, like, find a hookup, more power to you. But, like, you're going to have to ask me out for a proper glass of wine first. Like, the expectations are not that high, honestly, for a guy I know that is not going to be my next boyfriend. You, but you do have to put in that like small amount of effort even to like have a shot in hell of coming back to my apartment. Yeah, doing things, coming in correct the first time around is going to get you further. I promise you that, gentlemen. I promise you if you come in correct. So. Definitely. Okay, end of story. That's my fuckboy story of the week and it's a doozy, but um, it's probably the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. Okay, so what's going on with you? Um, okay, so a couple episodes ago, I think I mentioned that I was just like feeling real banged up, right? Yes, I remember. And I still feel banged up, both physically and emotionally and just like energy-wise. Yeah. But now I've been banged out. All right. And so your girl's got a little pep going on. You get it, girl. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you deserve like a, a little long, pep long in the step. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, cleared out some of those cobwebs and she back in this bitch. She back in this bitch. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, But I was talking to Erin before we were recording a little bit about this. And the trick is, or not the trick, but the problem here is that... If you like someone and you start sleeping with them, now you actually, now I'm in a position where I care. <laughs> and Yeah, you've got a little like chemical hit yeah. now in your brain and your heart. Right, which men don't really get as much mm-hmm. as we do. Mm-hmm. And so it, it creates, now I'm maybe a little bit more in my head than I was previous. Let's be clear, he came in correct with the with the dates. But there's a downside to that, as you were telling me, where, you know, the expectations are so high now because he's done everything right and was very much, like, impressed me with all of these things. This was the guy that called me before the date. Yeah, no, this is like, I was telling you this before, but, like, this is 
why I, again, hate to beat a dead horse, but like why I don't like flowers on a first date because it's only downhill from here, dude. <laughs> like now you've you've hit the bar on day one and now when you don't call me or you don't bring flowers, now I'm like, well, what the fuck did I do wrong? So yeah, the guy that called you has now set a precedent for himself. So when he doesn't text you back after 12 hours, not that that's what happened here, but I'm making an example that now you're like, well, is he ghosting? Like now you're fucking rolling all these bad things in your head. Yeah. Yep. And I was doing that last night because Friday nights are like usually my nights and I have like pizza and wine and I watch it on, you know, Netflix or whatever. And then I was getting real antsy and real like in my head and and I was like, you know what? I'm getting back on hinge and I'm gonna I had like a queue of like two or three guys who are who asked me out. And I was just sort of like, I don't really want to. I don't feel like it. I really like this guy. But you know what? I can't put all my eggs in one basket. I I gotta just like pepper in a couple dates just to kind of distract me and not and not allow this current guy to like fill my entire headspace. You just have to keep yourself like occupied. Occupied because my best friend Heather said this to me a long time ago that like you're giving someone headspace that doesn't deserve it. And this guy did do a lot of things right and I'm sure he's a great guy and all that, but like it's only been a handful of dates and you need to keep yourself like you need to keep your heart protected a little bit still because you obviously don't want to like drop everything for one guy right which I've done before I've done that before and it's burned me so I don't want to repeat the same mistakes that I've made in the past because I've for sure learned from them great anyway the other thing uh it's kind of switching it up but um getting away from relationship dating stuff this part of it, um, I'm a little banged out physically because... Yeah, you're banged out, but why are you banged up? Oh, banged up, right. I, I'm you're banged on- out, <laughs> but now you'll tell everybody why you're banged up. Banged up, okay. Um, Jesus. This could be a new segment. Yeah, banged, <laughs> banged up and banged out. <laughs> or like, would it bang you up or bang you out? <laughs> Okay, we're we're bringing that there. into 2020 with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I want to give a big fu to Mount Sinai Gynecology right now. I doubt that they're listening. <laughs> no, they're <but> not. <laughs> I am just gonna throw it out there. So I, my form of birth control is Nexplanon, and it's an arm implant. I'm canceling them too. Remember, I told you that story that she made me feel like shit. Yes. Yes. <gasps> I don't go to, I'm not going to her anymore the after that day. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I'm I'm finding another gynecologist. But so anyway, yeah, so this arm implant, um, it lasts for three years. The last time I got mine was in uh San Francisco. Now, my thing expired in July. So I went to the gynecologist thinking that I could just be like, okay, make an appointment to like pop pop it out, pop another one back in. Yep. It has taken six months. I've had an expired birth control hormonal stick in my arm, in my body, for six months. Now, at the time, I wasn't being banged out. so right, it, it didn't really matter. NBD. But <laughs> recent events have changed that. Hallelujah. Um, so, so what they have to do is they have to make an incision, pull the thing out, and then put a new one in the, in the spot. And it's your upper inner arm. 
And I get very queasy, even though I've had God knows how many procedures and, and surgeries and IVs and all of that good stuff, I still get queasy. I can't look. I still can't look when I get blood work. I just don't want to know. So this asshole, she goes, you know, she's going through the wrists and she's like, yeah, you might, you know, I might not be able to get it out. And I'm like, well, what? And I said, well, what happens if you can't get it out? And when my skin is cut open. Well, that or she's what going to leave a foreign object in your body. Right. Oh, and then and then she, you know, numbs the the spot and I'm sitting there nervous as hell because she just told me that she might not be able to get the thing out. And so I don't know what happened. You know, she numbs me up. You can still feel like some stinging. And she's like, you know, she's telling her assistant, hand me the scalpel. And when I heard that word, I'm just like, I thought I was going to pass out. I felt like I was like I was getting that watery feeling in my mouth. Yeah. I'm either going to pass out or I'm going to vomit all over myself and this bitch. Right. Which maybe would have been okay if you puked on her. And she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? She's like, nothing's, she's like, nothing's happening. Like, you're fine. Like, she was getting mad at me for like, like, being sensitive. And this, the assistant was an angel. She gave me water. She had like cold compresses on me. Oh my God. And she's like, Jacqueline, you're fine. You're fine. Nothing's going on. She's like yelling at me. I'm like, bitch, you cut open my arm and you're pulling something out of my body. Anyway, I got a new, I got a new, I got a new implant. It all worked out. It all worked out. I'm a little banged up. It's bruised. But it also got me thinking of like the shit that women go through. And it's really unfortunate. And I, it, it makes me think of like the long-term effects of like putting hormones in our bodies. And I know someone who just got diagnosed with breast cancer and it's like a hormonal thing and estrogen and it's it's scary it's scary and I I don't know sometimes I'm just like we go through so much and it's as women and all these guys have to do is put on a common condom and they complain about that yeah so yeah when you have the condom um comment I wanted to just like quickly talk about like what's the rule about women bringing condoms because I do not buy condoms do not that you is don't. on that no that is totally on them I pay for everything in terms of like birth control seeing the gynecologist being up to date on my STD testing um also just like in terms of like shaving my entire body and like <laughs> Making sure my apartment is in tip-top shape and providing wine. (laughs) So true. Like, I take care of my shit and just buy a $10 box of condoms, okay? That's all I expect. I I am not putting down coins for condoms. I'm not doing it. Yeah, so I I completely understand. I, I have a stash of condoms at my apartment because I'm not on birth control. Okay. So I um I have a plethora of condoms. Oh. Um different sizes, kinds, variety pack if you will. Not a variety pack, it's like a couple. Okay. Um and honestly, it's probably built the variety over the years because well not years, but like you know, there's a couple different kinds because like there's been two left in the box and I'm just like mixing now. Um, but I do have condoms in my apartment. I feel like after I have dated so much in this world, I feel like it's just a smart thing for a woman to do when you're not 
I'm choosing not to be on birth control. And there were years, there was years and years when I was on birth control and I probably didn't think about condoms. But once I got off of it, I had to think about the condoms. Um, and so I, I have no issue doing it. I yeah. like to be prepared. Like I'm a good boy no, it's, scout. It's smart. I mean, I have two, I have two that I keep that I like, I got. Just you have case. like an emergency. I have an emergency. I think that's pack. fair. Yeah. Um, but am I going to be running out and going to CVS and buying them myself? No, I most certainly am not. But I, I think it just is a smart thing for a single woman um, who is vulnerable to um, obviously pregnancy, but also like STDs. Not my vibe. Like I like to think, keep things cute, clean and all that. So I'm not fucking with whatever the fuck you got. That's it. Amen. So today's episode, we are talking um, beauty products and like hair, skin, nails, the whole thing. And this episode um, was really thought of because of two things. The first being that I am a YouTube junkie. I think I've mentioned that before. I watch a ton of YouTube videos about like makeup tutorials, beauty. Um, I follow like all the popular beauty gurus like Tati Westbrook, Jaclyn Hill, um, Jeffree Star, like I'm obsessed with them. Um, so they do these videos all the time with like monthly favorites or especially now as the year is ending, they do like yearly wrap up favorites. So I've been wanting to do this type of episode for a while and a couple months ago or maybe not even that long, I was looking at an Allure magazine, um, which I'm a subscriber to and I met, I, screenshot this article that they have it's called my beauty truths and then they ask certain questions to whomever their cover star is so this was from the september 2019 issue with anne hathaway on the cover so i sent it to Jacqueline, and i was like this is going to be a great episode idea if we like ask each other these questions so that's what we're doing today we're going to combine our sort of like wrap up of our 2019 favorite beauty products and then also sort of ask each other a few of these questions i think there's almost 20 of questions and we've narrowed it down to about 10 um, that we thought we each had the best answers to. So I am going to start. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Talk beauty. Um, I'm going to start. And the first question is the greatest beauty regret. And I have two. The first one is like kind of obvious and probably true for a lot of people. And that's bangs. I had mm. bangs when I was probably like in sixth or seventh grade. And it was just like, you know, you're in your awkward phase. And then you also have bangs. Just not a good look. Bangs are tough unless you're a Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I have the skin and the eyes like she does, but not the face structure. Yeah. Not for everyone. Not for everyone. And the next one that I have is sort of um, not understanding beauty and skincare early enough. I always washed my face, of course, but I didn't moisturize early enough in my life. And by early enough, I mean like my young teens, I think is when you should really start like a skincare routine, especially as you get more hormonal and all of that. 
so I wish I'd done that much earlier and like started using eye creams earlier and all that. But I also never really got into makeup but until I was in college. That wasn't a part of the conversation really. Like now we have we have access to YouTube and all of these. Like that is part of our day-to-day conversation, um, especially if you're in kind of that industry already. So we don't really have that. We just kind of – I remember I used, you know, Clinique because my mom used Clinique. Yeah, or, same. Oh, someone got this like lip gloss. Okay, I'll get that too. Yeah, or I'd go to like the drugstore or Target with like my friend and we'd buy like Alme or Revlon. I mean, the drugstore stuff, mm-hmm. which is a great way to enter into like, you know, makeup and all that. But I didn't really know a lot about it um, or like how to use it or what was the right thing for my skin tone and all that. So I wish I had known that earlier. What about you? What's your greatest beauty regret? Not wearing enough sunscreen when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I I definitely wore sunscreen because I'm someone who burns, but then I tan. But it, I just like lived in an, in a time where we would we would bake out in the sun all day down the shore, um, at beaches. I used a tanning bed in high school a few times. I did too. Yeah, not that's a great. Good one. Not great. Um, so oof, yeah. And that's something that they ask you every time you go to the dermatologist mm-hmm. is, um, you know, have you ever used tanning beds in your history? And yeah. I just like, yeah, regrettably. You know, actually another regret of mine that I'm thinking of while you're talking about like tanning and being in the sun is sun in hairspray. Oh yeah. Ooh, oh, I yeah. literally rocked orange hair for probably a full year because of that shit. That was bad. That was brutal. That was bad. And that was a time. Like everybody yeah. was doing Everybody that. was doing it, but not good. I mean, not I good I didn't at all. just because I had blonde hair, so I didn't really need to. But... I did too. <laughs> and it turned orange. <laughs> orange is not a good look on your skin ever. No, and I'm even really fair. As, even just as a color to wear in clothing. No, 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 no. There's yeah. nothing right about orange unless you're a pumpkin. So three words you use to describe your current beauty look. Okay, it's kind of, it's three words, but it's kind of two words. But my three words are no makeup makeup. So I wear makeup. Um, it's very like natural-ish makeup. Um, and it's funny because like, I feel like my makeup routine is like a 20 minute long commitment. But when I like, it, it don't look like, caked up or like I slapped on a mask you know which I think is the best makeup but that's what I would say it's very like no makeup makeup what about you yeah similar um my my approach is to treat my skin first so if my skin looks good without makeup my makeup is gonna lay better and so that's why I've spent so much time and energy going to the dermatologist and treating my rosacea and all this stuff so I try to do the same approach. I like natural, glowy, and healthy. That's, Ooh, that's where, great. that's kind of my target. Now, every day, does it turn out like that? No. But um, I'm like a solid 20-minute routine. Like I have, I have my everyday thing, my Monday through Friday. If mm-hmm. I'm going out, I might throw on a liner. I might throw on like a deeper eyeshadow treatment. Right. I might throw on, you know, a lipstick, if you will. Exactly. But every day it's very natural. Like I'm not someone, unfortunately, who can just like roll out of bed and like put on mascara. That's not me. I have Mm -hmm. to put on some foundation concealer. Mm -hmm. But yeah. 
Yeah, I love that you said that because they always say like your skin is the best base. So if you treat your skin really well, your makeup will obviously look great. And yes, you'll need less of it eventually, but whatever you do use will look so much better if you treat your skin really, really well. Mm -hmm. That's true for me as well. Um, Okay, the next question is a movie look you wish you could adopt. What's yours? So I couldn't think of a specific movie, but for whatever reason, the first thing I thought of was Bridget Bardot. Her hair Mm. is goals. Like, beautiful blonde. It's voluminous. She had these great bangs. Like, it was just so, like so gorgeous yeah oh I'm that's so a good jealous that is that. a really good like beauty icon goal for sure and I loved like back in the day like having that like very kind of like teased volume hair mm-hmm. I love I don't know the, no, the she's middle like part. a pinner oh yeah, yeah love she, it that's great so mine is kind of a joke <laughs> but I love one of my favorite movies is don't tell mom the babysitter's dead I've never seen it. Oh my God, you really should. I think it's on HBO. Oh, okay. So check it out. Um, But it's from like, I want to say it's like 1989, 1990. And so I watched it when I was a kid. And it's starring Christina Applegate. She's the star. She plays um, Sue Ellen Crandall, who like, for so many reasons, her character in this movie is like my icon. But based on this conversation... I would like to adopt her beauty look for one day only. She's full 80s vibes, like blazers, like pantsuits with massive shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. She wears her hair like either teased or it's like slicked back in an updo. Her brows are like bushy as fuck, but like in all the best ways. She has like nails done, makeup done, like everything did. And I want to adopt that look. It's like an era in fashion. And then go back to myself. I don't yeah. want to adopt a forever. It would be a great Halloween costume. It would be a great Halloween costume. Right. I was just Next thinking year. the same thing. Next yeah. Year. Like, I want to do that. Um, she's gorgeous. I love the movie. Everybody needs to go watch it. Um, when we do our career episode, I'll throw it back to her too. But yeah, it's the best movie ever. Um, okay. The next question is... Favorite way to consume 800 calories? I love this question. Okay, go. I love it. Um, I probably do this more often than I should. (laughs) So is my answer. (laughs) But like, you know, once a week or whatever. But um, so there's a restaurant here called Parm. Yeah, I know of it. And their eggplant parm and spicy rotini plate, it is to die for. It is the ultimate comfort food. And chase that down with some red wine and you're going to have a happy girl Ooh, on your hands. Oh, I love that. It's so good. I can't do parms because of the cheese, but I always, when I was eating cheese, I love a chicken parm, so I totally get that. Um, mine is, I don't know if it's 800 calories. Probably after I finish drinking it would be, um, but I love just good old steak and red wine. Maybe like a steak frite. Maybe that'll oh, get me to lovely. the 800 calories. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I'm such an Irish girl, like meat and potatoes, like, ooh how you know original but uh yeah steak and a bottle of wine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wine has to be in there I, I mean I want to drink wine like in the shower <laughs> you know like it's just that's the thing um okay next one your happiest hair moment so mine is a little bit of a I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna tell I am a natural blonde so my happiest hair moment was when I went to dark brown and I was 
Um, Is that when you found your true self? Absolutely. It was like, ah, self-awareness feels good. Um, No, it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college. And I just, I think I was like bored or I was looking at a lot of the celebrities doing that, going from blonde to like dark brown. Um, There was was a time when a lot of them did that. Yeah, there was like a whole group of celebrities that were just like going dark hair like Reese Witherspoon did I think for that Walk the Line movie and all that. So anyway, I did it one summer and I swear to God I've never looked back. Like I am way more of a brunette than a blonde. You got to find your sweet spot with the hair especially if you're paying for it. Yeah, I found my true self Mm -hmm. with that in that hair dye. Love that. Beautiful. Um, My happiest hair moment was I was just looking at some Facebook memories that pop up like earlier on in the summer. Um, so my my college graduation pictures came up. And this is before I was like, you know, I injected these freaking hormones into my arm. Oh, I, they, which back I to think, the hormones. Which I think fucked up kind of the thickness of my hair. But these pictures, like I had really long, thick hair. It was beautifully curled. Like I love looking back at those pictures because I look really, even though I wasn't healthy, like I was really, really sick, but like my hair was gorgeous. Wow. I wonder how you kept your hair really healthy when you, your body wasn't that healthy. Usually, it wasn't always it, like that. It would fall out in clumps okay. and then it would grow back. Okay. But for whatever reason during that time. Maybe it was your age. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Can we bring back Khaleesi vibes this winter? Yes. So I really want you to do that. You're like Elsa Frozen Khaleesi vibes. I'm going cooler. I'm going to cool the whole palette down. Yeah, the cool tone. Less golden, more like kind of ashy. Yeah, it almost was like gray. Gray. I love that. Okay, so Jacqueline, what are your least and most expensive items in your beauty bag slash medicine cabinet? My least expensive is the thing that really kind of saved my face was uh, CeraVe wash, face wash. They it say that's like so the best, like gentle. inexpensive face wash you can buy. Yeah. Yep. Gem- gentle, simple, cheap, um, effective, not abrasive. It's great. Love that. Uh, most expensive. So I don't have this in my hands quite yet, but for my birthday and Christmas present, I got this device called Zip. It's Z I I P. And um, I heard about it because I was first kind of interested in the new face. Have you heard of that? I have. So I, um, this is sort of like the next level up. And um, I was recommended this from um, the beauty editor that I, that I work with. And so basically it's a kind of all-in-one device that delivers microcurrents to your skin. And so you use um, kind of like that ultrasound um, gel. You put that all over. It's a conductive gel. Yeah. And you um, use this device. They have different settings, different treatments. It's supposed to lift, tighten, sculpt. Um, get rid of bacteria. It helps with acne and redness and fine lines. It's supposed to prevent you from needing as much like Botox or filler. Ooh, I want to get this because I've been thinking about getting a new face, but this sounds even better. Okay. This is better. This is like the next step. I'll let you guinea pig it for me and all, then I'll get it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited. I don't have it, but it is pricey. Okay. Um, it was $500. Oh, damn. And then to replenish the, the gel, um, is a little bit of an upkeep. I got it for a a secret discount. Um, but yeah, it's pricey, but if you're doing, um, you know, it might be cost effective in the end. It, you might not need as many facials or, um, 
or treatments or masks or if you get Botox or filler or anything injectable, it might prevent you from getting those as much as you would. So, Wow. Okay, great. Well, we'll have to stay tuned with what your your review is on that i'm gonna do a little before and after yeah i love that okay what about you so my least expensive item is no surprise to anyone who i've ever spent 10 minutes with and that's my blistex lip medics anything she has it on the table right now i literally don't leave the house without it i have it in like a jacket pocket i have it in my work bag i have it in purses i have it in my desk i have it anywhere I might ever need it and literally get to a restaurant and it goes on the table like I am a chapstick addict 100% chapstick whore <laughs> whore addict um I'm wifed up to my chapstick but yeah no I have a full chapstick addiction anyone that's ever spent time with me knows this because it just doesn't go anywhere I don't go um so that's my least expensive and then my most expensive is the SkinCeutical CE Ferulic Serum. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I think, you, I think um, so. I've heard of this. It's um, I. It's on dermstore.com, which is another great site. I absolutely love that site for like great medical grade skincare. Um, this product is $166, so it is pricey, but it's really, um, it's, it's actually thinner than a serum. It's almost like an oil. So you do not need a lot, like teeny, like a few drops. And so it will last you a long time. It's kind of a vitamin C base, but it's more of a protectant for your skin. So I wear it in the morning. Um, I put it on under my moisturizer and it's supposed to help with like the free radicals and the environmental stuff that goes on, um, you know, with pollution and all of that. So it's a protectant that will eventually like make your skin look um, better for longer. So the next question is um, insert blank is the best medicine well mine are a little cliche but I really do think laughter is the best medicine but like real laughter where it kind of takes you by surprise where you're like rolling around on the floor like dying and it's almost like something releases from your body like you feel better after that laugh I mean everybody does fake laughs we fake laugh all day that ain't gonna cut it like real laugh like where a deep it brings laugh. tears to your eyes yeah also a really good cry, yeah, I think is great medicine. Crying in the shower is love that a lifesaver. Yeah, I love that. Um, mine is also kind of cliche, but it's sleep. Like if you mm-hmm. are in a bad mood, go to bed early. If you are hungover, go to bed early. Um, so much replenishment happens when you're sleeping between your 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 body, your muscles, skin. Your skin your is mind. replenishing. Obviously, your I mean, mind. I I truly feel the effects. If I don't have enough sleep, I I am not well. I am more moody, stressed out. I probably tend to grab more junk food when I'm sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sleep yeah. is really important. Sleep is the cheapest beauty regimen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, favorite non-perfume smell? Mine is also kind of cliche, but it's very seasonal, and that's Christmas trees. Oh, I said this last episode. Yeah. Like, I will go out of my way on the street, cross the street, just to walk by damn Christmas trees. I just love it. It's nice, especially in our neighborhood now. Yeah. Um, all the streets are lined with uh, vendors and Christmas trees. And it's really nice. I specifically walk past that when I'm walking in Delilah. And it's it's really nice. And it gets you in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I just absolutely love it. I thought of other things, but 
this was the best. This was my most favorite. What about you? Um, yeah, again, a little cliche, but coffee. And mm-hmm. not so much like a cup of coffee, but walking into a coffee shop and smelling like the beans the roasting beans. and the yeah. whole experience. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, garlic cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like vivid memories of like my dad like making meatballs and like the garlic kind of like filling the whole kitchen and room. Um, I, oh, garlic. I could. Yeah, I'm the same way. I am a garlic lover. Garlic whore. Yeah. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, next one is weirdest beauty ritual. What's yours? You're laughing. So this is hopefully – I'm not looking at your answers either. Yeah, we're not looking at each other's answers. (laughs) Um, So there's a great hair mask called Olaplex. And it's, it repairs damage. I try to do it once a week. It doesn't always happen. But you kind of, the effects last longer if, the longer that you keep it on. So I have to occupy myself. And you, you have to have your hair wet, obviously, and up and all that jazz. Right. So I, you have to occupy yourself while it's setting. Um, and so for whatever reason, I put that on and I clean my apartment naked until it's time to, to wash it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's weird. It's weird. That's really it's weird. It's really weird. Why naked? I don't know. Like, couldn't you just put on like a robe or even a towel? I could, but I don't. Ever since I moved it or I uh, have my solo apartment, I do find it freeing a little bit to just do stuff naked. And I'm not someone, I am absolutely not someone who's like, wants to be naked all the time. So this is a very weird, rare instance. Mm -hmm. But then it's like when I'm done, I can just jump in the shower. I don't have to like undress. I got that, yeah. It's weird, Erin. Only because I don't do that. Someone else might. And that's, if you're out there and you like to clean naked too, let me know. DM us. Because you know what? This is all about sharing and relating. So maybe you're not um, alone. It's called Beauty Truths. Yeah. that is my truth. Love it. Hey, more power to you. Um, Mine's not as weird as yours, but that's just, that's a subjective opinion. Um, I keep all my eye creams in the refrigerator. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that's, it's kind of weird. And oh, the other thing I didn't think of is I also keep nail polish, nail polishes in the refrigerator. Oh. Yeah, it keeps them from separating. Interesting. Does it last longer? Yes, it's meant to last longer. And then when you apply it, cold it smooths on much easier and it doesn't get clumpy or anything like that i have never heard of that okay good i'm hot take i learned something today good okay all right last cue what sunscreen do you wear i use elta md um they have many different types and the one i use is called uv replenish and the reason why i use that one is because it's oil free i use a lot of oil free products because i'm afraid of acne and um, this one actually has hyaluronic acid in it so it's uber moisturizing what about you oh my god same oh my god same actually so i use elta md but i use the uv clear okay what's so the difference i don't know um i just it's good for rosacea and, oh, okay. and acne yeah so i don't know if it's oil free but it's a uh, they have a bu- bunch they of different have so ones. many different ones but elta md is the shit then i got it on derm store yep that's the best sunscreen brand you can buy out there it's um mineral sunscreen they have um the one i use does have a white cast to it but it really does go away after a couple minutes but they do have some tinted 
um, sunscreens, which is essentially just doesn't have the white cast. It's not like a tinted moisturizer. It doesn't have like color to it. It just isn't white. But yeah, totally recommend L to MD. And use that sunscreen. Use it every day. Yep. Okay, so Erin, is there anything in 2020 that you're wanting to try, wanting to incorporate in your routine? Yeah, definitely. Um, I love that you brought up your like new device because I've been wanting to invest in a device, so that could be it. But I also have a face roller. It's um, by Nurse Jamie. It's like the purple, like long, kind of phallic shaped. Um, But it's a face roller that you, I mean, literally you just roll it over your face. You can do like your neckline. You can do your your jawline, your forehead, cheeks, all that. And I never use it. I mean, I've used it a few times like right when I got it. But I really want to like keep up with doing that. Even when I'm like watching TV, like just face roll for like 10 minutes. That's all you need to do. So I want to get better about doing stuff like that. And then the other thing that's kind of like a more of a long-term thing, which I don't – I always struggle with the fact that I can't really do great eyeshadow, but I also don't want to wear a lot of eyeshadow. So maybe I'll try to perfect more of like a date night eyeshadow, especially now that I'm eventually, Mm -hmm. hopefully, going to be going on dates. Maybe I will like perfect a date night eyeshadow look. Love that. Okay. What about you? Love it. Um, so I want to kind of educate myself on this, on the types of things that I'm putting on my face and making sure that, you know, it's clean, it's going to be healthy for my face. I've just always kind of spent my money kind of mindlessly. Like if I see something that someone recommended, I'll just buy it. I I really want to educate myself on the ingredients, I also want to make the switch to natural deodorant, which I've heard like it takes a couple weeks and you're kind of stanky. Yeah, I want to do that too. I forgot about it, but I actually I have the natural yeah. deodorant in my medicine cabinet right now. Um and so I don't know. I'm like waiting for the opportune time to do that, but it's, there's not really. Yeah. One. So I recently met a expert on natural deodorants. Um, and she told me that I absolutely need to change over. And she told me to do it when you're like in the wintertime, when you're wearing like bulky sweaters and stuff. So I'm going to do it too. Yeah. I have a, I have a stick in my apartment also. And I just, it's just time to like take it out and actually bite the bullet. So maybe we we'll can do both it do it. And then we can talk about how we either like smell horrible and no one wants to fuck us or we're like killing it in these streets. With our natural yeah, deodorant. Maybe that, it might be a good thing. Maybe it might, the pheromones might come out, Ooh, you know. Natural scent. Yes. Yum. Okay. So now we're going to do a really quick wrap up of like our 2019 favorites. So we've kind of talked about a lot of them, but these are the things that we, we didn't necessarily mention yet. Um, I'll go first. Um, so for skin, I tried a lot of different skin products this year. I had been sort of doing the same thing for years and I just decided to like as you get older and as your skin changes you need to like try different stuff and throughout the year I've sort of perfected my routine. So the two things that I absolutely love for my skincare is the Ula Henriksen Truth Serum. It's a vitamin C serum. You can get it really anywhere but I buy mine at Sephora. Um and I use that in the morning. So I said, I, or I'm sorry, I use it at night. I use the um, SkinCeutical serum I've already mentioned in the morning. And then I use the Truth Serum at night. And it doesn't break me out. It smells like oranges. It's so like pleasant to put on. I absolutely love it. 
And then the other um, favorite I have for my skincare is by Tatcha, which is a clean beauty brand. It's Japanese made and it's the water cream. So it's their oil-free moisturizer. It comes in a little like tub and it is a little bit thicker. So I use it at night. I have a, a different moisturizer I use in the morning um, under makeup and then I use this at night. So it's a little thicker, really replenishes, but after a few days of using the two serum, the serum and the Tatcha water cream together, my skin like glows. Like it's, I can tell a difference. They're a great combination. It's all about trial and error and seeing what combinations work well together. Yeah, I did a lot of that this year, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty firm on my skincare routine. Um, another thing I love is, um, for my hair, I use the brand DP Hue and they specialize in, um, color care for your hair. So they actually, I think they actually have some hair dyes you can buy, um, but they specialize in shampoo and conditioner and I buy their blue shampoo and conditioner, which is meant to help brassiness. I do a little like lightening in my hair as well. So, um, just to give it dimension and this helps it turn like from turning orange in the middle of like dyes. Um, I also love the Oribe Gold Lust Oil. I use that in my hair when I am just gonna like air dry it and it gives it a little wave without it being um, frizzy. If you don't know, now you know I only rock red nail polish. Um, I have two different colors, I switch out seasonally because <laughs> I'm that bitch. Um, and they're both by Essie of their gel couture line. And the red I use in spring and summer is called beauty marked. And the red I like during the winter and fall months is called Ruby de la Ruby. And it's just a little darker. I'm really particular about reds because reds are really hard to get the right tone of. Like they say with red lipstick, you need to actually find something with cool undertones because it'll make your teeth look whiter. If you use a red lipstick that has yellow or orangey undertones, it can make your teeth look yellow. Okay, rounding out my favorites are makeup. I also love the Laura Mercier Oil-Free Tinted Moisturizer. That's sort of my foundation. I don't wear foundation. Um, So I put that on and it just gives me a little bit more like moisture and glow. Um, I also love the Flower Beauty blushes. Flower Beauty is Drew Barrymore's line. Oh. And it's super affordable. I get it from Ulta. I'm sure you can get it in like Target, Walmart, but I get mine from Ulta. I tried two shades. Um, the one I actually really, really love is called Soft Petals. And it, it kind of looks like violet colored in the pan. But when you put it on, it's just this like really nice like non-pink flush to your skin, which I really love. I couldn't do this without some Glossier product. Um, but I love their Lid Stars. And my favorite shades are Cub and Moon. And that's it. What about you, girl? Um... I mean, it was hard to narrow down, but I'm just going to keep this concise couple. I got a couple faves. So, okay, for skin, I have uh, really loved Necessaire. I think that's how you say it. So um, their body wash and lotion are really great, really great. It's packaged really beautifully, so it looks nice in your shower, but it also smells really great. Yeah. Um, Just bought a duo for Black Friday, so I'm awaiting that to be shipped here. I'm very excited. 
Hair, like I mentioned before, um, Olaplex hair repair treatment. Love that. Um, you know, if you want to clean your apartment naked, go f- go for it. Apartment cleaning naked optional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And then the other thing uh, with hair is Milk Makeup uh, makes this Kush hair growth serum for lashes and brows. Really love that. Um, that was the first like Milk Makeup product that I've tried. It's really nice and, and I'm going to replenish that. Because I've gone through it, but you have to, to be that. you have to be consistent with it. You have to use it every day. That's true for all these things. I know. That's mm-hmm. the other thing is consistency, especially when it comes to like rollers or any of these devices. You have to be consistent for sure. Um, makeup, uh, Laura Mercier primer, love that shit. Really, she makes good products. That's, I think her skin is her skin products are always the best. Like yeah, she's known for like her translucent powder, her foundations, all that. Like. I don't know much about her other products, but I feel like all her skin products are really, really highly rated. I also use her concealer, which I love. I was using NARS for mm-hmm. a long, long time. Then I switched over to Laura Mercier. Okay. Really good. The other thing is Cover FX Setting Spray. Now, I don't know if this makes a huge difference, but I love the feeling of just spre- like feeling like you're setting your makeup, you spray it on, and you're set for the day. I think it does. I mean, I've used these setting sprays for years. Mm-hmm. I used to use Urban Decay, but I don't know. I like. I think the Cover FX is a little bit more um, potent. Okay. But love that. And then nails. Um, I love treating myself to a gel manicure. I'm trying to kind of pull back on that because it is pretty expensive, but I love nail art. And the two places that I'll shout out are um, Paintbox here in New York City. They just opened one up on the Upper East Side. If you have a special occasion or a birthday or something, they do amazing nail art. It is a true treat. You get a little glass of wine as you're doing your nails. It is great. I I, need to try that. I booked an appointment for my birthday and I'm treating myself. Oh, good. Um, And then the other one, pretty popular one um, that I don't go to as much is Chill House. Um, they do great nail art too, but I, I love doing that like a few times a year. It's a nice way to treat yourself and yeah, I always, I always love your nail art. It's like not crazy over the top. It's like good and classy and, and interesting. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Love that. All right. This is a new segment called red light, green light hinge edition. So now that we're both, you know, active users of hinge, you come across some stuff, Mm-hmm. Some crazy stuff. And we want to know, is this a red light, like you're canceled? Or is it, nah, not too bad. Green light, we're we're going for it. Yeah. I'll still mash with you. We'll still chat. Right. So we're, we each went through our Hinge um, conversations or profiles and screenshot the best of the best. And we're going to chat about it. We're just going to ping pong back and forth. Cool. You go first. All right. So number one, I have a, this is a conversation with someone that I matched with and he had just moved to New York City from, um, I believe, San Francisco. And he said, I, um, I was asking him, what neighborhood did you move to? And he said, I'm staying on Airbnb in Williamsburg for now to be close to the house slash techno music scene. Is that a red light or a green light? Uh, certainly subjective, but for, for Miss Erin, it's a red light, hard no for me dog. Yep. I entertained it for a bit, but everything kind of came back to this festival. Like he said, he was having his festival clothes being shipped. 
and they haven't arrived yet and I'm like this is not the person for me because I am anti-festival I will not listen to house or techno music or go to those events like it's just not really my scene yeah same for me like it's just not a match like we're not gonna like the same stuff for sure Okay, so I have a lot. I don't have a lot of conversations in Hinge because a I can't find anybody to match with, or b like I've only been on it for a for few ten days. days. So right. mine are all like screenshots of people's profiles, and the first one I have. I'm sorry, it's a visual, but it's um, a man with his back to the camera. In, uh, and, and I want to also say to our listeners, it's his first photo. So it's his first photo. He has his back to the camera. Yeah, and it's not not like the greatest back. Like he's a little bit like hunched. Um, you can see his profile. It's just weird. It's weird, but it's not the weirdest I've seen. I would give it a green light as long as his following photos like show his face in full. Okay. All right. I would have said red light just because I'm like your first photo shouldn't be the backside of you. It should Guys, be don't a think full, about that. Uh, yeah, I know. But. They want to like pull you in with a body shot and then get you to scroll. True. Okay, fine. Okay, this is another conversation. This was the first message there that I received from this guy. Um, Hi, Jacqueline. Are you real? Since I'm not sure it's possible to be that stunning. Smiley face emoji. Red light. Red light, mm-hmm. for sure. That's weird. Like It's also like, it's kind of insulting because I put a lot of personality in my profile. Like there's a million things to comment on. And if you're commenting on my looks, and also it's a very copy and paste job. Right. And the fact that like, are you real? It's like, how is one supposed to answer that? Even with any seriousness? I don't get that. No. Like the old classic, like, hey, how's your day going? Or like, you know, how was your blank holiday? Or what are you up to this weekend? Like just to find out like what kind of things someone does. Like those are sure things. I find when someone comments when the first message or early messages are all about your looks, I never go out with that person. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but true. Um, okay, my next one is also visual. Maybe these aren't good that I'm putting these in. No, we're going to do a roundup on Instagram okay, okay. of the visual. So my next one is also visual, and it is a, I think it's an oil painting of his face oh, as one of his photos. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a great oil painting. And if he did that, he's pretty talented. So you think he did this or that someone did it of him? Okay. Because so I would have thought someone did it of him. And there's nothing in his profile about being an artist, just to preface okay. that. I'm going to give it a green light and give it one pass. And it is his last photo. So I could maybe look past it, but I would, I'm going to question that. Yeah. It's like, going to come up. What's up with that? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's really weird to put in your hinge profile. Mm-hmm. Um, if something like that exists of you out there, like you don't have to lead with that. So I'm going to go with red light. Fair enough. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, this was someone's response to a prompt. I'll fall for you if, and he said, you're not into me. Honestly, green light, because I think that's clever. I. It's obviously not, well, maybe it is true, but like, it's actually kind of clever. I loved it. Yeah. I responded, best response I've seen for this one. Yeah, so good. So good. Um, okay. I'm going to skip that one. Okay, the next one I have is, um, and maybe this is definitely just a New York thing. So if you're not living in New York, I'm sorry. But um, the question of favorite bar, and this person wrote McSorley's. 
That's like where fuckboys go and hang out. Red light. Or like you're 22. Red, red light. How old is this man? Come on. I don't get a grip. I mean, my youngest age is 28, so he's at least 28, and you're still fucking hanging out at McSorley's. There are so many fantastic, cool, classy bars in this city. Like, we are littered with amazing bars, and you're going to pick that? No. No, no, no. no. Mm-mm. Red light. Red lights all around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, this is another prompt an overshare. This comes from Terrence. Okay, I have seventy thousand in student debt and don't use my master's degree. Uh, red light, red light. Whether 100%. or not you could relate to that, maybe you could. Um, if you're a potential um date for Terrence, again, not something to put on your Hinge profile. Mm-mm. That's I appreciate like the honest. That's like relationship status when you start talking about how much debt you have, and that's like months in. Exactly. No. That's not, and how is that attractive? I mean, like, at least hook the guy and then tell him how much debt you have. Right. It's not an opener. Um, Okay, my next one is the answer to the prompt, we'll get along if, and his answer was, you shut up during football. Ew. Ew, I hate it so much. That is some Trump level shit. Yeah, that's a Like, real... oh, the woman must shut up while I'm watching the man's game? Fuck you. Yeah, like, you have no place sitting next to me during a football game. You'll just, like, it. talk my ear off because you're a female. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I could fucking, like, clothesline him probably a lot faster than he could even understand what the fuck is happening in the football field. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. This is, kind of came up um, when Aaron was talking about uh, your kind of jumping from Hinge to Insta, okay. which I have very strong feelings about. So I was talking to this guy and um, he messages, are you on Insta? Maybe easier to chat and get to know each other. I don't check this much. Okay, I respond. I am livid at every message like that. Okay, number one, let me break this down. Number one, um, are you on Insta? Yes, I am. I have my Instagram connected to my account. Ooh, yeah. Number two. That's good. Number two, I have my last name on my Hinge account. Number three, my Instagram is public. You can literally type in Jacqueline Merck and it's at Jacqueline Merck. You, You can find my whole damn history. Number three, might be easier to chat. No, it's not. We're chatting here. Let's not move apps. You can ask for my number. You can ask, actually, you can ask me out and maybe it might be easier to chat in person. Right. No, that's the best part of that is that like it's a different app. It's not, it's not different. It's not different. And if everybody's checking Hinge 25 times a day, that's just full bullshit. So I, I respond, I am on Insta, but I don't do the DM games. If you like to get to know me, you can ask for my number. He didn't respond. Of course he didn't. Homeboy scared. I put scared. him in his place. Homeboy so, scared. I mean, red light. But that's the best answer. You should copy and paste that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely red light. Um, okay, this is my last one. And this is the answer to the prompt, my simple pleasures. And he wrote, hot cup of tea. No. Red light, this bro is not fun. Not fun. I love a hot cup of tea. I love it. We're sipping on tea right now. But if that's like, you're, if you feel that strongly to put it in your dating profile, you're probably not fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess... 
I too obviously love a hot cup of tea. Is that my favorite simple pleasure? No. And um, I don't know. I just am like, dude, is that, I don't know. I, I'm, this is stereotypical of me to say, but like, that's not masculine enough for me. Yeah, it's a little Like, funny. if he replaced that with like an aged whiskey, I'd be all about that. Hot cup of tea? Nah. You've mm-hmm. been hanging out with your mom too long. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, yeah. Last one for me. So this is a, a question that I have on my uh, profile. So I think it was like um, what I'd like to know about you or something. And my, my answer or my question back to that is what is your guilty pleasure TV show? Okay. So I think that's pretty telling yeah. of like the personality. That's great. And this fucker goes, does porn count? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, look, sir. No, it doesn't count. But like, I think that's kind of funny. Like, no, I'm not going to go out with that guy. But like props for being funny. Yeah. I mean, unless it's not funny and it's serious. I don't know. I don't know. It's, bo- it's a bold. Yeah, it could go either move. way. Look, I think it's funny if it's if it's a joke, um, I would probably keep messaging with this person to kind of catch a vibe. Um, but yeah, no, if that's a real answer, like predator red light, not that there's anything wrong with porn, but don't put that in your hinge profile or answer to a woman. You just started messaging. Nope. Red light for me. Red light. It's a red light for me, dog. All right. Thank you so much again for listening to another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this and let us know if you did. We went a little bit of a different route with uh, reviewing beauty products, but it's something that we're passionate about. And maybe hopefully you've learned some things and picked up a new product or two. Um, Just a friendly reminder to subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Follow those playlists as well. And finally, of course, follow us on Instagram at oh my God, same podcast. Spell that out. Um, and lastly, email us oh my God, same at gmail.com. We are gearing up to do a New Year's Eve spectacular episode. And we want to hear your craziest stories, your drunken nights, your regrets that because we know we have all we all have them on New Year's Eve. We make some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And should happen. So we want to hear those. And we're going to share. And we can keep it anonymous if you'd like. Or we can Call shout you out. You out. Yeah. What shout out. Shout out to you for your crazy drunken shit. Yep. And that's it. Thank you again for listening. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye.